Tomorrow night's Powerball jackpot has soared to $1.6 billion. So how can you increase your odds of winning all that money? Here's CBS's Stacey Lynn. According to USA Mega, there are five numbers that have come up the very most over the last seven years. I'd tell you, but keep in mind, if you pick them or a lucky number seven or a birthday, many others will likely pick those too, and you'd have to share the pot. So how can you increase your odds of winning? Well, you need to buy more tickets. But even if you spent a million dollars buying two-buck Powerball tickets, the odds are still overwhelmingly against you. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. Every single NBA team is doing its part to encourage people to vote on Election Day. How are they doing that? They are not playing on Tuesday. Instead, all 30 teams will play Monday night. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. Roof looking older than you are, finding more tiles in your lawn than grass? It's time to call Harringer's Contracting. The roof people, don't delay though. Call them to set up a free estimate. Call them now at 782-9129 for Harringer's Contracting. The roof people who call you back. Somebody should tell Kathy Hochul Halloween is over. She's still trying to scare you about Lee Zeldin. The guy's a suburban dad with a wife and two teen girls. Enough already. Okay, you might not be thrilled about voting for a Republican. Me neither, and I won't make it a habit, but things have got to change. Under Hochul, you know what's happening with crime. Cashless bail? Come on. It's not just crime. It's the cost of living. Just paying bills. Hochul delivers the most expensive state budget in history, then acts like she's doing you a favor by spending it? Besides, with all these people moving out of state, who's going to get the bill? You. Hochul's already backed higher taxes 11 times. Lee Zeldin is the best hope we have to change things. The way I see it, you can vote for hope or you can vote for Hochul. Paid for by Safe Together New York, Inc. This communication was not expressly authorized or requested by any candidate or by any candidate's political committees or any of its agents. ZBART of Watertown. They're the undercoating and rust protection experts. With the cost of the average new vehicle over $40,000 and many over $50,000, you really have to take care of your ride. ZBART is the original provider of rust protection, giving your vehicle reliable and effective defense against the harmful elements our North Country winters put your vehicles through. ZBART's genuine rust protection process is the first line of defense to protect the integrity of your vehicle. ZBART of Watertown even has a national limited full repair warranty to back it up. That gives you no worry assurance you will protect your vehicle for winters to come. Give ZBART of Watertown a call and protect your vehicle today. Call them at 315-785-0904. That's 785-0904. Or see them on Facebook. ZBART of Watertown, the rust protection experts. 315-785-0904. ZBART of Watertown, it's us or rust. See them today, out of Washington Street, Watertown. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringer's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringer's Contracting, the people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? 
the gun. Take the cannoli. Oh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Where am I? I'm over here. There I am. Here I am. Rock me like a hurricane. Uh, what is it? Today is the 4th of November. Is that an old song from the day? Hey, how you doing, sir? Big day today. Or should I say a big conclusion to a three-day marathon? Uh, that the Radiothon, I should say, that Johnny Spisano has been conducting on the border uh, side. WBDR Radio 106.7 and uh, 94 Rock and Magic 103, all the community broadcaster stations. And uh, there was a, a lot of noise out in the parking lot. Now, Frank was in his house. Great job, guys. Thanks. If jo- uh, Frank, of course, our neighbor across the way, the king of Palmer Street. <laughs> We, we used to call him Mayor of Palmer Street. That's not enough. He's the king of Palmer Street and Wealth Avenue. He rules. He, he rules like uh, James Kahn's character in Thief that I saw the other night. I'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, today was, uh, I think, the 20, what did Jim say yesterday? The 22nd annual Children's Miracle Network Radiothon, uh, like I said, here at the stations. And they concluded it with, with, his, with this huge burnout uh, right in front of our station with, uh, with their motorcycles. And I'll tell you what, it shook up the whole neighborhood. Surprised we didn't set off some uh, car alarms. Just goes to show how safe it is <laughs> to live in northern New York. Nobody has a car alarm because this shook up the entire neighborhood, not to mention the smoke must have been seen over there on Arsenal Street. Just imagine Jeff Cole and everyone over there at Channel 7. Oh, wait a minute. There's a fire. Oh, jeepers. Must be those mega people over there. You know how that is. Having another chicken cookout. I just slipped into my uh, Richard Nixon voice there. Anyway, uh, the numbers for the uh, uh, marathon, uh, the telethon, <laughs> telethon, radiothon, I'm doing great today, will be announced before the end of my show. And I think that the goal was $175,000. And like I said yesterday, Wednesday and yesterday, Thursday, was very, very vibrant here. And I've, I've seen you know, this on and off, of course, over the years, many years, of course, uh, uh, being here for so long. And I just felt like there was an extra vibe in the, in the, uh, in the building in the last couple of days. So something tells me they're going to break that record is what I'm saying. So we'll find out by the end, uh, and uh, hopefully they will. Nonetheless, uh, a lot of, of money is going towards our local uh, Children's Miracle Network for where it really matters. All right, so um, you know, we're, how many days away? We're four days away? How do you do that? Is today count? Is today a day? Or do we just say three days away before? Th- how do we do this? It's either three days or four days. The bottom line is Election Day is Tuesday. And again, as I listen to Republican radio, take a little look over there at ABC at uh, 11 o'clock, uh, Sonny Houston, of course, uh, referring to uh, uh, white suburban ladies, which, again, in a sense, is, is very you know, redundant. Uh, it's not really because there's a lot of you know, uh, Asian Americans living out in the suburbs and so forth. I get that. People of color, I get it. But let's face it, the, the word suburb is this white people. <laughs> you know, picket fence, post-war, Levittown, white folks. 
So she, she said anyone who votes for—this is Sonny Halston—anyone who votes for the Republican Party, that's like almost like a roach calling up the raid people and, and inviting them over to the House. Like an invite to death. Like, you know, inviting the, you know, the Grim Reaper to your house or the executioner. Just come on in and cut my head off because that's what's—in in her words. So they're getting really nervous. So I got a mess. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, the, I'm not a soothsayer. I'm just a realist. I'm not some guy that's going to look at your palm and figure out your future because, trust me, if that were the case, I wouldn't be doing this right now. I would be predicting other people's future and getting big bucks for it. But I, could, I couldn't predict mine. I can't do theirs. I can't do yours. Excuse me. But here's, here's what I see what's going to happen with all this. And I've been – it's kind of suggesting this over the last couple of months that there's going to be – everyone talks about this pendulum going back much quicker the other way. Well, we're seeing that as a possibility that uh, Zeldin actually might win the governorship. And, and so, in, so let's just say he does. Let's say we take over the House, which is inevitable. We take it over by a majority, at least 17 seats or something like that. And then we take over the uh, – we, of course, I hate saying we. I don't do that with the Yankees. I shouldn't do it now. But the Republicans take over the Senate, okay? And it, all that stuff happens. But then, then things get really miserable. And I'm not saying it's going to be from you know a, a, the majority uh, a Democratic Senate or House because that's not going to happen. But through other means. I don't know how it's going to happen. But most of it just seems like, you know, the Norodonnells and media are just going to portray uh, the, the, you know, the MAGA society, the Republican white people, in a much harsher vein than they already are now. Uh, the, you know, you would think that, you know, oh, let's just unite together. Let's understand that not all of America agrees with the way the country's going right now. Uh, let's, let's meet in the middle. Says, well, there's no meeting in the middle with these people. And of course, they accuse, you know, the Republicans of doing the same thing. But let's face it, we are so divided right now, nobody wants to compromise. So that's what happens. Things, you know, people double down and they don't, you know, there's no compromise. There's no meeting at the table for Thanksgiving between the pilgrims and the Indians. That's not going to happen. They're just going to make our lives miserable. So if you've noticed, uh, the, the Twitter story is such a big story. Finally, Elon Musk has full ownership of it. But the story continues because the layoffs, which everyone predicted would ha- happen, CBS News, for instance, on this very station, at the top and the bottom of the hour, 24-7, forever and ever, if you just get the tone that you're hearing, interviewing people, for instance, today from Twitter in the uh, San Francisco headquarters, one guy apparently seems like he has a British uh, accent. It doesn't matter. But we're supposed to feel sorry for these people for being taken away from Twitter, from their six-figure jobs, it's, and I'm sure they're skilled enough if, they, if they're taken away from these high-tech jobs at a place like Twitter. It's all because of their history of politics and their history of, of you know, uh, making sure that people don't have free speech. And if you're at the at tail end of that or if you're in the middle of it or if you're in p- part of that hierarchy, in Elon Musk's world, in his view, you've got to go. But CBS portrays it like this person's flat out on the street just because – and he, he wasn't given any warning. Trust me, I know Elon Musk. Some people, I saw something on Facebook the other day, a young girl in a park somewhere referring to Elon Musk as not only an idiot but ugly. It's just amazing how, the, how these young kids indoctrinated and in in left values in the agenda look at a guy that for the most part, Elon Musk, by the way, uh, that, that can change their life, that is changing their lives and is working us away or taking us away from combustion engines and fossil fuels, and yet they don't look at him that way. So it doesn't, it's, none of this adds up. So while they lose the Senate, they lose Congress, they still have executive charge. We know who that is. Uh, but they're just, you know, from the tone of CBS to everything from former President Barack Obama, 
doubling down on, on white supremacy. Every other line he talks about, and he makes a joke about, you know, we have to tax the rich people, and everyone's laughing at it and so forth. Ugh. And by the way, through the grapevine, my little grapevine, my little world, it seems like more and more traction is being given, given credit towards, get this, Michelle Obama running in 2024. So Tuesday's a big day. We know that for Zeldin, I still say that a lot of things are going to happen after midnight. We're not going to have the actual results in the New York gubernatorial race. I can, de- I can guarantee you that, that that's going to stretch out a long ways to the point where come December or even January, they're still going to be in the courts figuring out where the votes went, this, that, and the other thing. They're not going to give up the, uh, the governor's office in New York State that easily. And who knows what's going to happen down in Georgia? Who knows what's going to happen in Pennsylvania? And who knows what happens in the governor's race? Not that I care, but everyone's been taking such a, a hatred towards the governor there in Michigan. Gretchen, what's her name? Wilson. I want to forget her name already. She's, she's Her opponent, of course, looks younger and cuter than she is. And I didn't think that was possible. But people are watching that race. And they're also watching Kerry Lake, the former correspondent, who spends more time correcting the people at her press conference than actually talking about her agenda. It's, it's comical. It's embarrassing because she puts everyone in their place, and people like Joy Behar and whatnot, they just can't stand her because she represents so much. She used to be one of them. She used to be a Democrat, just like Reagan, just like Trump, just like so many. But she was an ins- to me, that, that's even better. She's an insider, like uh, Candace Owens, who admittedly, as a young girl, young woman in college, was you know, indoctrinated. But they changed their ways, and we're seeing more and more of that. But beware of one thing. Social media... And, and just media in general, just, they're just going to continue, continue uh, badgering uh, the la- uh, excuse me, us and the, and the Republican Party. And now that we're in control, it's going to get worse, in my opinion. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. Okay, so I alluded, alluded, to, it, alluded to it earlier. God, i got to slow down. i got to slow down. i got to stop. Every now and then, and it's been a while. And I, in COVID, during COVID, Sharon and I uh, be, uh, bought a binged uh, the, uh, the Sopranos. And every now and then I'll catch a movie like uh, The Tale of Two Cities was on about maybe a year ago on a Saturday morning. And I caught all of it in bed. It was just, just one of those moments where you don't know what's going to happen, but it happens anyway. Or when you go to a movie, movie and you never knew what it was all about, and you sit through it and, like, and you think about it for weeks. And this, you know, this was a long time ago when movies were movies. You don't see that anymore. But now... It, it, today, rather, you can get that experience back if you see a movie back in the day when you were younger, when movies were made better, and you didn't see it. You didn't see it at all. And all of a sudden, you stumble on it. So this past week, I forget it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever night it was, Sharon and I were going through it. I'm just always, every now and then, it's, it's either ridiculousness or everybody loves Raymond or an old episode of uh, Friends or, or something or other. And then I came across, you know, they were doing uh, a James Caan uh, tribute uh, on AMC, uh, it's American uh, movie classics, where there's no commercials. And a lot of the stuff is unedited, too, where they have cussing and so forth. So I put it on, and I think it's going to be Rain People, which was a movie made by Francis Ford Coppola in 1969. Instead, that movie was just ending, and the next movie that James Caan was for James Caan Night was Thief, made by Michael Mann in 1981, with a woman by the name of, what was her name again? Delta, oh, now I'm forgetting her name. She's beautiful, too. And, and um, Willie Nelson's in it. And, and there's another actor in there that you've seen him. You've seen him on TV shows here and there. You kind of take him for granted. But he was such a po- has such a powerful performance. Michael Mann, real quick, because uh, someone's on the line here. Michael Mann was also the creator of Miami Vice. He also did uh, uh, Heat. And uh, he did uh, Maneater as well. 
a real, real Chicago guy. Uh, and the movie takes place in Chicago. Parts of it take place in Los Angeles. But uh, James Caan was just made for this movie. And the other guy, the guy that played the kingpin in the mafia, the, uh, the mobster, he was very, very good, although he seemed like a really nice, genuine guy. Like He could be very, very fatherly. And, boy, there's a scene where you realize, no, that's not the case at all. So when you get to the point where the bad guy gets his, what his deserved you know, ending, of course, in a movie like that, it's a violent so forth, comes to a violent end. When, when it happens and you feel like that should happen, then you know you saw a good movie. Then you know you saw a good villain. It was so well written, so well directed. Khan was so friggin' tough in it. He looked great physically. You know, later on, he kept on hanging out with Hugh Hefner and hanging out with all the, uh, the girls there at the mansion, which, by the way, in Chicago, the Playboy Mansion in Los Angeles. And I think he just wasted his way. He died at 82. It was a reasonable age. Don't get me wrong. But he didn't look good in latter, latter years. Uh, but he looked great in this. And he admitted later on in his life, this is uh, James Caan, that although Godfather was his favorite role because everyone knows him as Sonny Corleone, he says really his favorite movie uh, was Thief. And he's in every scene. So he's like, he is the movie. So if, you ch- if, you, if you're out and about and you're looking for some entertainment, go on YouTube, wherever it is. There's no guarantee it's going to be an AMC again. Uh, but check it out. Thief, 1981. Uh, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, what happened to Jeff's show today? Boy, that was a disaster. Whatever. He, I guess he's trying to do it from his pub, huh? Uh, well, not, <laughs> not from the pub. I don't know. Did he say he was doing it from the pub or his house? Oh, I, well, I just I couldn't tell. That was over there. I, I'm not sure. But I, I don't know. It was a strange number and you couldn't hear the callers, but anyhow. Right. Um, uh, let me tell you why uh, I vote. Yeah. On uh, Tuesday, and Jeff, he kind of misses this point, but I like to go because the ladies at the church at Chestnut Street, they like to bake their, all their baked goods. Right. And they're cheap, and, and when they got some great recipes. Right. So I do a, a, a double thing there. I get to vote. Right. And, and, uh, kill two birds with one stump with one vote. You know? <laughs> yeah. Huh? You kill two birds with one vote. You get two things yeah, done. Yeah, you do, yeah. And, and it's really kind of a traditional thing to do it on the day. And, uh, you know, you get to see the ladies uh, bake goods and stuff right. like that. So right. it, it's real good. And uh, let me remind some of your listeners. I yeah. talked to a lady uh, last night. She said, yeah, I'm going to vote for Elise Stefanik. I said, well, good luck with that because he's not even in our district right, now. Right, right, I know. So uh, a lot of old-timers, when they don't listen to the talk show or right. and they're not saying that much on the news to, you know, give you the layout. Right, right. they got to go know, in there. So. Like, who's this Claudia Tenney? I don't know Claudia Tenney. Who's You're that right. woman? Yeah, so I filled her in on some of this stuff. But, uh, you know, Glenn... Uh, yeah, it could be uh, a lot uglier than what it is now, and so we really just need to uh, keep our faith and uh, yeah, no, know, I'm not. look at the good Sorry. stuff about <laughs> Watertown, New York, and uh, kind of uh, the, the gem that we live in. Yes, with all I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, have a great yeah, weekend. Yeah, you too. Hey, are you going to... Are you going to uh, call the Indian River? No, nah, uh, I'm thinking about it. I got, some, I got some data today from an unknown source, so I'm thinking about it, but... I got I got to weigh the different. I got to weigh uh, a couple of things that are, that are scheduled conflicts. But I'll look into it, though, blind guy. Yeah, I appreciate. Right, thanks, it. But thank you, thank weekend. you, thank you, you too. Um, yeah, he he ma- he makes a good point. We live in a little hamlet up here, which is apps. You know, a lot of what you see in here in New York City, 
crazy stuff going on in the subways, people pushed in front of trains. And we, we, we talk about it right here. But, you know, SG is right. It's like, you know, he says, how is that your problem? I says, well, it, you know, it, it, I, I'm, we've always been void of big city issues. We're seeing a little bit here and there. Guy getting caught with 7,500 uh, uh, fentanyl pills the other day. He's out in the streets the same day. That's a big city issue right there. I mean, if, if you were to forecast the future, you know, the days of like uh, Jim Brett, you know, when he was council person, you know, and you know, looking at to be mayor one day and all that stuff, following all the, uh, the, the fire trucks, making sure that everyone's safe. And that was the, then were the days that guy would go out of his way to be a council per- person and a representative of Watertown, New York. Jim Brett, the, the old school guys. Right. Could you imagine I forget what my original point was going here. Someone was just calling me. Uh, can you the the stuff that's going on today and the issues that you and I talk about? The JB Wise, um, a cashless bail. You know, people selling stuff that looks like Fruit Loops on the streets and being out on the street the same day. That generation. I'd say the same thing. I'm glad my father died eight years ago. I mean, he wasn't going to live forever, but I'm just glad both of them are gone. They don't have to see this. They lived the best time. I don't know how the hell we're going to get out of this. And so, yes, it's not our problem that people are getting pushed in the middle of a train track in New York City. But that's too close for home, and that happens to be the same civilization, the same country we all live in, which is why an election like uh, the Pennsylvania one with John Fetterman, albeit hundreds of miles from where we're sitting right now, he still represents 100 people in the Senate. It doesn't matter if, if he's in Hawaii. It's just crazy that this guy is a candidate. And in my opinion, he's going to be another midnight oil guy where we're not going to know the results for at least a couple of days. And then it's going to go in here, there, everywhere. You know, I knew a guy. He's a good guy, good businessman. And you would never screw around with him. Ex-military. And, but a very calm guy. One of those guys. And uh, he, was, he was a manager of a local team. His son's team. You know how that works. And he said, every time, you know, it's like, you know, the, I, this certain team would go and they would know the umpires and they did this for years and there would be a questionable call at second base. And, and then the, the coaches would come out and then they'd have a conference. So this, this is his depiction. He said, this is how it happens. You know, there's a call made at second. It goes against the opposite team. All of a sudden they're talking about it and then they reverse the call. And, and he told me, he said, you wouldn't believe how often this happens. And, and that, that's what I fear, that when you have Democratic-run pollsters or, excuse me, poll places – where they're going to get into this whole minutia of confusion. Oh, we didn't know if this was absentee. Oh, these people said they voted in another district. These people are from Florida. We don't know. Anything to delay the process and whatever the decision or where they're at. You know, as of midnight, who knows where Fetterman's going to be? Who knows where Hochul's or Zeldin are going to be? But we'll see a certain number, whatever that number is. If It's going to be close. But we're never, you know, what happened to Claudia Tenney? Was it Claudia Tenney? What, two terms ago? That, that, those results of her uh, race uh, there when, when she was in the, uh, her, the, her current district, that is, that went on for months. So it gets into the weeds, and I swear that's what's going to happen. I hate to be the pessimist. We're four days away, but something tells me that a lot of key races are not going to be determined uh, by Tuesday night. Someone was on the line. I'm sorry for blabbering, but these are the things that I think of. All, all the time, especially when we get to such an historic, historic uh, a day, uh, uh, election, you know, locally, you know, we, of course, we had Susan Duffy in here yesterday. I, I basically, I, I look at Susan a lot, and I asked her yesterday, I said, 
are you the Donald Trump of, of this race, of northern New York? The businesswoman, the business person, never ran for office, not even dog catcher, nothing. Nothing. And you're jumping right to a state legislature. Now, of course, Trump you know, went, went right to the presidency, but he was an A-lister to begin with. And, and, and that's, we're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing more and more people outside the box looking at it. And, you know, it's amazing. When I watch uh, Fox, they interview these guys that are running for Senate. They're actually taking a pay cut and going backwards as far as their family income is concerned, just because they're that upset with the way the Democrats are running their state. And, and uh, they've, $65 million has been thrown at uh, uh, Ryan, uh, that race, that senatorial race out there in, in Ohio. $65 million. And yesterday he badmouthed the Democratic Party, which I give him credit for. But this is the same Democratic Party that gave him at least $65 million, and he's still losing, and he's bad-mouthing the Democratic Party. And I kind of like him for that because what he's saying is, is that his own party is so damn extreme that no matter how much money you throw at me or anyone like me in a state like Ohio, it's just going to work against you. The AOC class is something that the Democrats, for instance, of the Midwest, including Ohio, don't like. They're completely different. Go to the phones. You're on the air. Glenn, you mentioned that movie. Yes, I knew you'd call. I'm glad. Uh, 1981. 82, 81? 80, 81, 81. Wasn't uh, one of the Belushi's in that movie? Yes, Jim Belushi. Thank you. Thank you, Jim, Jim Belushi. Belushi. Yeah, he, he was great. I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to see a hell of, That was an excellent movie. You're absolutely right. And for some Very reason, well done. And some, for some reason, it, it, bom- it, it didn't do well in the uh, box office. <clears throat> I don't understand it either, but it was a very well done movie, very good script. I believe uh, the girl was Tuesday Well. Tuesday Well. No, but she's gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. She's Great a, actress. Uh, Cincinnati Kid with uh, Steve McQueen. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was one of her earlier movies. Yeah, she was a good actress. Jeez. Tuesday she must be well. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful name. I love her but name. I, I haven't seen that in probably 30 years, that movie. Uh, who's the guy who plays the head gangster? He was also in broadcast news. I call him Ted Ford because he reminds me of Ted. Albert Ford. Brooks? No, not Albert Brooks. No, not Albert Brooks. He had a he had a very uh, European last name like Boich or Boisik or something like that. But uh, he he well, you've seen him before. Was made, Go ahead. That had to be made in the eighties, also, wasn't it? Broadcast news. Yeah, broadcast news was made right around the same time, like eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Albert Brooks was in it. I don't remember it that much. Yeah, this guy was like the station manager. Uh, you know, kept everyone together. Older guy, glasses. Uh-huh. They said this was his first movie, and they were looking for the bad. They were, you know, you're looking for the heavy, and they get this guy. Right. He looks like a fatherly grand, you know, grandfatherly guy, yeah. and he's a complete but, badass. Uh, you mentioned. Uh, you got a minute, Glenn? Yeah, you got of course. No, call? no, I'm good. I'm good. It's not Wednesday. You got a, you, you mentioned uh, Porter guys the other day. Yeah. 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 That was not directed by Spielberg. No, he wrote but he the screen. He didn't. He wrote I, the yeah. screen. Right. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. The reason why I bring up Spielberg is because what's his name? Toby. Uh, who's the Toby guy? Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper wrote uh, directed. The problem is, uh, yes. Um, first of all, Spielberg was a producer on it, and and Spielberg yes, at the was. same time was also doing Raiders of the Lost Ark and other things. And he yes, didn't have he enough was. time. And when he went back to the set, he didn't like what was going on in Poltergeist. So he kind of took took charge. And that whole scene, for instance, that ha- happens with the skeletons in the butt and the pool are the same skeletons that they use in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
So, uh, yeah, he kind of took charge there. Toby Hooper was going in the wrong direction. You know how you hear stories of directors being fired. You know, Richard Donner was fired at the end of uh, making Superman. And uh, Gene Hackman almost walked off the set because of that. When they win, they had four different guys that were canned before they got the right guy. It, it, and it's, it happens. And I know, uh, uh, you know, the guy that directed uh, uh, Rocky, uh, he, he was thrown off a, a crappy movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Dolly Parton called Rhinestone. And uh, right at the last minute, yeah. he was kicked. So it happens. But yeah. uh, it, a director is everything. And Michael Mann, that was his first movie. And it's, 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 it was so Miami Vice. It was so well done for a guy who's never done a movie before. He, he did TV. Yeah, but very he never, good. It's just a fantastic movie. And then I told, I told my brother Brian, who's one of the biggest Godfather fans, Sonny Corleone fans I have, plus James Conn fan. And I asked him, I said, did you see this movie? He goes, yeah, and he didn't like it. I was like, what? He wow. said, yeah, the acting wasn't good. It was kind of dry. And I was like, okay, whatever. I disagree there. Oh, that totally. Was a good movie. It's a, uh, they call uh, it a, a, a noir. noir. Uh, the the French little girl word. that played him. You familiar with her story, Glenn? Uh, the little, little girl. Which one? The oh, yes, girl. yes. That was uh, she what? She died probably yeah. about ten or eleven years old. Yeah, sure. If she did the sequel, uh, that took place yeah, in Chicago did. with with uh, um, what's his name, Scarrett, uh, the guy from uh, shoot, uh, Tom Scarrett. Uh, so she did that, and like a year after the sequel, she yeah. died on the operating table. It was a, she was getting her gallbladder yeah, removed or something. Do you remember she had a small part on Happy Days the last year it was on? Oh boy, you remember that? No, she played I don't. Fonzie's girlfriend's daughter. Really. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, Heather O'Rourke was her name, but she died very young. Yeah, on the operating table, right? Wasn't she yeah, being she operated did. on? Yeah. Poltergeist, I think, was 1982. I may be wrong on no, that. No, you're probably right. And it was a tragic for everybody because the, oh, the she's old, beautiful little. Yeah, the older sister yeah. uh, was killed by her boyfriend on the same day that Nicole Brown Simpson. No, same. No, sorry, it was a different time. Wow. Uh, yeah, but it was around. Yeah, it was in the 90s. Yeah, she was killed by her boyfriend. Uh, and uh, I didn't know that. yeah, that, and there was a lot of other tragedies from Paul. It's like one of the. It's like yes, it, it was quite a few. Remember, they used to say anyone who played Jesus Christ would die. You know, the guy who played in King and Kings fell down a flight of stairs and broke his neck after playing Jesus Christ in the King of Kings. No, I didn't know that either. And and of course, uh, the other guy who played uh, uh, the the Mel Gibson one, uh, Juzio, Uzio, whatever his name is, the British guy, he apparently was struck by lightning when he was on the cross. So, and, you know, wow. the, yeah, yeah, like juice came, you know, there was lightning in the area when they were shooting it. But, oh, the uh, girl that played the wife in Portuguese. Yeah, that's uh, Joe Beth Williams. She did, she was in Kramer versus Kramer. Remember that, Glenn? I, I, I remember the movie. Hoff, a, a friend of Hoffman's in that movie. Really? Huh. Yeah, do you remember that? I don't remember that, no. Yeah, she was a beautiful actress. I don't know what really. And she, I, like I said the other day, she was in The Big Chill. The Big Chill, and she was yeah, in. Yeah, she was in the Big Chill. I think she was in the movie called uh, Teachers too, and I think she gets movie, nude in it. A uh, movie uh, with Cosmo Wyatt Earp. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Oh, uh, uh, Silver's. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Was that Lawrence Kasdan who did that? Yeah, I saw that. I know you're talking about Wyatt Earp with Cosner and yeah, uh, right, right. She was in that movie also. That right, was a, not a bad movie. No, I didn't like. It. Yeah, that was the same guy who did Big but, Chill. Uh, yeah, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, she was very attractive on screen. Good actress, uh, one too. Of the, that Toby Hooper, you familiar with him, Glenn? Yeah, I, I am, and I'm not, he yeah. Did the ori- he did the original Texas Chainsaw. Oh, okay, I did know that, yeah, yeah. 1974, which is considered a cult classic, because you didn't see that kind of violence on a TV screen no. at that time. No, And he did the second one, and after that, the uh, second one was pretty much garbage anyway. Oh, sure. 
I didn't That's like where he made his name on that movie, huh. Ch- Texas Chainsaw. It was a big uh, yeah. drive-in movie back at that time, I guess. Right, right, right. Kind of like but, Brain uh, Hunter. <laughs> did it in black and white also, I believe. Wow, wow. Like uh, Night of the Living Dead, if I'm not mistaken. Was, yeah, yeah, about the same kind yeah. of movie. R- Romero, George Romero. Well, he got credit for Portuguese, but you may be right. Maybe Spielberg did do most Spielberg of it. Spielberg didn't do most effect. of it. He helped out, and he did that one scene. Yeah. And, he, and he produced a lot of it. So, you know, you know when you got Spielberg working with you, your job's a lot easier. Especially when he oh, was the at the spe- top of his game. Special effects are unbelievable in that movie. See, if Anybody you go back to that era, it. if you go back to that era, you know, there was, you know, when you go from God. the '60s, '70s to the '80s, and of course to today, I watch the CGI stuff that's been out now for over 25 years, and I just want to leave the theater. I really do. It looks like hell. And yet, you go back to a movie like the original John Carpenter movie called The Thing, which came out right around the same time, '81, '82. Yes. And when yep. you see those effects. Where there were, CGI, by the way, did not exist. They used puppetry. They used pumps. Uh, and they made it look like men were stick, peeling from the walls and, and turning into tarantulas right in front of you. And you just you don't yeah. see that today. Yeah, everything is done on computer. And it just looks, it looks too like fake. I like Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, the original. Yep. That was good. It was a really pretty good. good movie you see once in a while. They remade it, but it wasn't as good as the Carpenter version, I didn't think. Did you see the remake of Red Dawn, by the way? With Never the, seen the guy who played no. Thor, oh my god! I, just, I like the original though. The original is fan- The original is one of the one of the best '80s movies, and that's a big thing to say for Glenn Curry to say. Yeah, uh, very but good. This, the remake was just—it was laughable. It was so bad, just almost as bad well, as the remake of uh, Willy Wonka, which was the worst not many remake remakes ever. that are better than the original. Maybe Godfather Two is better than the original. Well, it's a sequel, uh, but uh, we're talking remake. I don't know yeah, if you agree. Yeah. No, I, 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 I say Superman both Superman 2, I thought, was better than the original also, Glenn. And they were made uh, at the same time. I do. I do. They were made uh, as, yeah. as one yeah. movie. Yeah, they didn't stop I until they were both did, Richard Downer did that also, I believe. He got canned at the tail end, and people took over at the tail end of the second one, yeah. But they were kind of doing... He was a director. He was. British guy. Yeah. British guy. They know well, how to do stuff. Lethal, he was a Lethal Weapon director, too. I didn't like the Lethal Weapon movies. I, for you some didn't reason, like the original? No. I didn't like I them. Especially with Joe Pesci acting like an idiot. I just couldn't, I couldn't stomach that after oh, seeing him as Tommy. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you go, Glenn. Right, th- thanks, man. Yeah, the Lethal Weapon movie is not my favorite. Whenever there's a movie where someone said the ca- one of the characters says, I'm getting too old for this, it's, it's not worth it. It's really not. All right, let's do a break. Uh, you're listening to the Live 5 show. We'll be back after this. Hi, I'm Susan Duffy. I'm running for New York State Assembly in the 116th District. Like many of you, I'm tired of the same career politicians, year after year, coming to us for their votes but not delivering once they get there. I stayed in this election to send a very strong message to career politicians. Your time is up. You've used your position for personal gain and forgotten the people that put you in the seat to begin with. Please join me in sending a clear and loud message on November 8th by voting Susan Duffy on the conservative line, proving we the people get to decide who represents us in Albany. Together, we will make history by electing a third-party candidate for a New York State Assembly seat. You have the power. Please use it on November 8th by voting Susan Duffy on the conservative line. Thank you. On Election Day, November 8th, vote Susan Duffy on the conservative line. Paid for by Duffy for Assembly. 
Subaru in Watertown, we want to make it a November to remember for you. And there's no better way to do that than in a new Subaru. And we have the inventory you're looking for. Right now, you can buy a new 2023 Subaru Crosstrek Sport with heated seats, blind spot monitoring, and symmetrical all-wheel drive and receive 3.9% APR financing for up to 48 months. Plus, 96% of Subaru vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today. And at Fusillo Subaru, we're paying huge money for trades, all makes and models, to trade out of that old car and trade up into a new Subaru today. Hey, if you're worried about your credit, don't sweat it. Apply for pre-approval today at FusilloSubaru.com. We're here to help. Call, click, or come by and make it a November to remember at Fusillo Subaru in Watertown. Example new 2023 Subaru Crosstrek Sport. Model code PRE01. MSRP $30,540. Cost per thousand finance is $22.53 a month. Financing available upon approved credit through Subaru Motor Finance. Must have seven or better FICO score. Prior sales exclusive for details. Pricing and available November 1st, 2022 through November 30th, 2022. My name is Gloria. After attending the workshop presented by attorney John Murphy, we realized that our old will did nothing to protect us against long-term care costs. My husband Wes and I made a plan to protect our home, life savings, and small cottage in Henderson Harbor. Sadly, Wes is gone now, but what he and I work so hard for is protected for our family. Thanks, John. Why not do what Gloria did? Take the first step in protecting your home and life savings by attending one of the free educational workshops in the morning or afternoon, Wednesday, November 16th at the Hilton Garden in Arsenal Street. Avoid losing everything to nursing home costs. Learn why and how to protect your home and life savings for your family. Register now at safeharborwillsandtrusts.com or call the 24-hour registration line to reserve your spot at 315-203-1747 or go to safeharborwillsandtrusts.com. Yeah, right. I love that jingle. Uh, yes, we have uh, Attorney John Murphy on with us right here on AM 1240. That big seminar is coming up on the 16th at the Hilton uh, Garden Inn. Uh, and again, I, I, I'm at that age. You know, the guy who, who I talked to you about, that good guy, he owns his own agency down there in Syracuse, does his own radio show on SYR. Or is it SYR? Yeah, SYR actually buys time four hours every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Kind of like an infomercial, but it's not an infomercial. It's actually like a show, like you'd hear, like this show, Bob and Tom. And uh, they talk about uh, local issues and local people, business people. And he also represents this attorney, John Murphy. So that that's important because, you know, my my parents are gone. And, my you know, when, when, when it all came down to this, that, and the other thing, it, it got complicated. I'm happy to say that uh, my my brother and sister took care of that <laughs> uh, for us, all of us. And uh, but uh, you know, it, it's I can see the high cost, like they say in the commercial, the high cost of, uh, of you know staying at any of these assisted living places. And we're, we're looking at you know my mom, she's up in the area like thirteen, fourteen grand a month. And I, I know you want quality life, but uh, you know, remember what the Eskimos did. <laughs> you know, they put you on a slab of ice. It's like, uh, uh, it's either $13,000 a month indefinitely, and Grandma looks pretty chipper these days, or, of course, you got option B. You got the slab of ice. It's so awful. It's a terrible thing. Is that true? Is that an urban legend, by the way? Did that, are Eskimos that unkind to their elders? Or is that just expected? You know, that's a great Saturday Night Live bit waiting to happen. It won't happen because they're too enthralled with, you know, talking about us. You know, the Trump family. You know, Fetterman, that's not funny enough. You know, Kamala Harris talking about cracks in the moon. And, nah, it's not funny enough. 
And besides, it's racist. Can't do that. You know that, Glenn. And this whole thing about, you know, and Tucker's talking about it, how there's discrimination going on at the, uh, in the, uh, the, for applications into particularly, not just, but in this case, uh, it's gone to the Supreme Court for Harvard for admissions. And they're saying a disproportionate amount of, of, of people of color uh, and less and less people of Asian persuasion and white people are allowed in Harvard because of the new requirements. It's amazing how the left, uh, you know, how, how, how ridiculously, I mean, how do, how do we put this? I mean, they're so disingenuous to themselves, and it's, it's painfully obvious. So while they jump up and down about the reversal of Roe versus Wade, uh, they could not spend one second iota of, of attention on during the, uh, about this case in Harvard on the uh, local Joe show there. What's his name? Joe Scarborough. You're not going to hear it. You're not going to see it. But you will on CBS News hear about all the layoffs at Twitter. All the high-tech people that can easily walk into another job somewhere else, at Yahoo, Google. I mean, you got experience working in high-tech in a company in San Francisco like Twitter. You lose your job. You, it, it's not the end of the – it's not like you're in a coal factory. That's all you've done. You're 16th generation. You know, that factory closed down. It's been there forever. You've had one skill in life, and now you're nothing. Now you're gonna work. You know, now you're gonna have to stock shelves because there's nothing else you can possibly do. But somehow or other, we're supposed to feel sorry for a guy that lost his gig at Twitter, that can easily go to another high-tech job right over there where he sits. And yet CBS will look at it like this man is evil. Elon Musk must go. So they're, they're, just be careful because after this election day goes in in the Republicans' favor, and it looks like it will. Hopefully, it'll also translate for New York State. I really do. I really hope so. I, what is New York going to look like with four more years of Democratic power? And the other question is, if Zeldin gets in, we talked to Duffy, uh, Susan, about this yesterday. If Zeldin does get in there as a Republican and the minority sitting at the top of the legislative branches in Albany, can he get anything done? Well, that's a problem I, at least I'd rather see than seeing the same old, same old continue to fester down there in Albany because New York is falling apart. It really is. 755-1240 is the number, uh, 15 minutes before the hour. So I don't know what you're doing this weekend, but uh, I've been, uh, you know, here and there running into uh, dollar stores getting stuff for tomorrow night's uh, big, big party that we have, you know, friends and guests and relatives for Sharon's birthday party. And it's the first because I was talking to Sharon today. There was things that we've been needing to do at the house one is we had to paint the top of the mantle, which because we had some water damage a couple, literally over a year and a half ago, and I haven't done anything about it. I kept on saying, well, I want to see if it leaks again, and it never did. I says, well, I guess that's not the issue. So Sharon said, well, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. So a couple of days ago, I actually went out, got some primer and some paint. Sharon did it, and it looks fantastic. The toilet's been fixed. That's been broken for at least six months. Uh, what else? Uh, light bulbs, it, it, uh, taking down a, a light that, you know, one of those overhead lights in the fan. You know, you get a fan w- with the lights in it, good luck. Because getting those bulbs, you, I mean, you got to know Thomas Edison to get those bulbs. And you got to know which bulb it is. Even if you take pictures of it, if, you know, and by the way, I, went, I took the advice of our caller the other day. I didn't go to a box store. I went to State Street Hardware. I should have went the other day. I, I happened to be on Arsenal Street, so please forgive me. And sure enough, there was a guy there. He saw me, brought me over, and he figured it out. It, it, again, I'm not saying you don't get that at box stores, but you def- there's no way someone doesn't see you 
at a smaller homespun hardware store like State Street Hardware or the other one across from the high school. They're going to see you. In a box store, they, they, uh, it's literally the other day I went to the paint section and in typical, and the paint section is usually big. It's, it's like the huge horseshoe. And it's, it's amazing because as, as much as both of them look the same, I'm talking about Home Depot and Lowe's, their paint section is different. It's, it, I don't know if they moved it just out of spite, <laughs> but it pisses me off because you got to look for it in Home Depot. In Lowe's, it's kind of right in the center of the thing, whatever. But it's a big horseshoe, huge. You've, you know what I'm talking about. And it's typically as big as it is. So many counters, you can't buy anything there. The registers don't work. You got to bring all your stuff to the front. I get that, but there's usually just one person working there. Now I'm not bitching. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like, oh, box stores are great. But they got this big paint store. It's got, it's got one guy, one one person there. You go into a State Street Hardware. They're gonna see you the moment you walk in the door. You can get lost and you could die in a box store. They're not gonna know you there. They're going to say, geez, what, what's that stink? They're going to realize that some patron walked into Farm and Garden three weeks ago and dropped dead of a heart attack. They, won't, they wouldn't know it. You see, at State Street Hardware, if you drop dead, they would know it. So you go in there. They see you. You, you, and you tell them your scenario. And me trying to explain what I'm looking for, it's like, boy, this person, I'm trying to explain it. And, and at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking that, boy, they must think I'm a complete moron. But somehow or other, I translate whatever garbage I use and they said, oh, uh, let's come over here. Uh, how about this one? Oh, uh, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's done. The lights are done, taking the damn thing down and unscrewing it and holding it. I, I look like a circus act, like I was an elephant, you know, trying to hold up two things. Whoever designed this dome contraption where you unscrew it, you bring the dome down, but it can't, the string is still attached to it. I know there's at least one person laughing right now who knows what I'm talking about. It's amazing. And the light bulbs used in those in those overhead fans, I've never seen them before. They look sm- the, the 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 inputs you know that you screw into. They look smaller than you'd see in a in a in a in a Christmas light bulb back from the '70s. It's like who came up with this? And oh, and by the way, the other thing that I found at State Street hard, uh, Hardware was a light a light bulb for my refrigerator. And I'm telling you, it was like, you know what I said the other day? You know, a kid that, that, that goes number two in the toilet bowl and we gets all excited. <laughs> That's how I was. I was. I was jumping up and down like a monkey that I, I actually found the right light bulb and I screwed it in backwards because it faces the other way. And I had the door open. I figured, you know what? The door is open. That means it's going to come on. It's going to get hot real fast. So look out. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn on in your hand, right? And it did. So now we can see what we're looking at. And all of this, because we have people coming over to the house for the first time in years, or as a group, mind you. I mean, we've had company, don't get me wrong. So the motivating factor to fix the paint above the mantle that's been there like that for I don't know how long, get the light bulb fixed inside the, the refrigerator. That's been out for three months. Fix the toilet that's been out for at least six and a half months. And what was the other thing? Whatever it was, motivating factor People coming over, you don't want to give the impression that you've just been falling apart at the seams. Now you got to get your act together. So I did it. There you go. Let's go to the phones, and i got to do a break. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. I'll keep it short, buddy. Yeah. You know, I'm, looking, I'm watching News Junkie, right? And I'm yeah. looking at where NBC News, they had a story out right. where Nancy Pelosi's husband opened the door in his underpants. Right. And the guy right. knocked on the door with a hammer. Right. And now right. there's a, there's a breaking news on News Junkie yeah. that they pulled they mysteriously pulled the story. Hmm. 
So I what, mean, why would you? I mean, that's your story. What is, you, you, presumably, you did some research before you ran with that story. Uh, so if you did some research and now you're pulling that. See, I don't care whether Nancy Pelosi's husband has friends. Right. I don't care. I know you don't. But it's just another example of you can't believe anything media is telling you. I agree. You can't. I agree. You know, look at this. Look at this. It goes beyond that, though. Thing. Yeah. It's just, it's just like Alan Q. They came out with that. So the NBC. I'm reading it right now. It's on News Junkie. The NBC News report cited sources close to the investigation. The report claimed that Paul Pelosi did not declare an emergency or try to leave his San Francisco home when the cops responded to his 911 call. It claimed that Pelosi took several steps away from police and back into the foyer where he was attacked by David DePape, or DePape with a hammer. The NBC source also claimed it was unclear if Pelosi was already injured or, uh, or what mental state he had. So, are they, are they, and they just took this story away? Is that what, this is from the yeah, Daily yeah, Mail, by they, the way? They just pulled it. They pulled the whole thing. There's, yeah, you so, know, you, you, it's it's the links are down. It's they're not. Pulled so the headlines the reads: they're, NBC, they're not standing behind it. But yeah. you know that news story, as you read it, right. it, it seems fine to me. I mean, it doesn't tell anything at all about anything. It still leaves the investigation open. But again, I don't care. I know I'm you don't care. That but what you, yeah. But, you know, like our Democratic friends, yeah. are, they just have no credibility. Uh, but, no go, credibility. But, but, but gun nut, you it know? goes way, wait, hold up. It goes way, way, way beyond that. And you're going to agree with me when I say this, is because not only are they wrong and they hid the story and they're embarrassed, but they used it in order to claim that he was a QAnon conspiracy, yeah. a conspiracy guy. Yeah. He was nefarious. He, well, where's Nancy? You, you All that's gone away. Well, you remember my friend Danny. Russia, 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 right, Russia, right, Russia. Right. There still, was still nothing behind that. it. Right. It was a Hillary deal. So you know, th- they will say anything. Right. And enough people. I mean, they're going to get their people, the the adults. Right. But you know, w- when it comes right down to it, people who think, even the you know people that you don't think would be voting. Republican, right. uh, you know, feminists and stuff, you know, ladies and stuff, right. you know, you, you know, you know, women are they're Democrats, but even they are getting tired of being lied to. Oh, well, you heard what Sonny you know, Housen said. They go to the grocery store. You don't have to tell me there's no inflation. Right. I can see it. Exactly. They know. Yeah, they know right. it and they're going to react to it. Thanks. Thanks, Gun Nut. I appreciate it. I got to do a break, though, but thanks for the call. Take care, buddy. That's uh, Gun Nut. And we got to do a uh, break. We'll do that right now. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tiles in your lawn than grass? It's time to call Harringer's Contracting. The roof people. Don't delay, though. Call them to set up a free estimate. Call them now at 782-9129 for Harringer's Contracting. The roof people who call you back. My name is Gloria. After attending the workshop presented by attorney John Murphy, we realized that our old will did nothing to protect us against long-term care costs. My husband Wes and I made a plan to protect our home, life savings, and small cottage in Henderson Harbor. Sadly, Wes is gone now, but what he and I work so hard for is protected for our family. Thanks, John. Why not do what Gloria did? Take the first step in protecting your home and life savings by attending one of the free educational workshops in the morning or afternoon, Wednesday, November 16th at the Hilton Garden in Arsenal Street. Avoid losing everything to nursing home costs. Learn why and how to protect your home and life savings for your family. Register now at safeharborwillsandtrusts.com or call the 24-hour registration line to reserve your spot at 
315-203-1747 or go to safeharborwillsandtrusts.com. Safe Harbor Wills and Trusts. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringer's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringer's Contracting, the people who call you back. All right, welcome back. If you want to chime in, uh, a couple minutes left in today's show, the last show of this week. Today is November 4th. Uh, so uh, this is as late as, is it? Is that working out that way? Yeah, this is the second Tuesday in the month. So this is as late as, as election day can get, right? Am I right on that? Yeah, it is. Ah, uh, right. 755. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Um, Pennsylvania has already said it's going to be three weeks before the results are in because of uh, the absentee ballots. So what does that tell you? Well, Dr. Oz is going to be up at the end of, like it was last time, Dr. Oz is going to be up and then Miraculously, he's not. He's not going to win. So what you're referring to is like Dr. Oz is going to look good before midnight, and then yeah. we're never going to see the minutiae that goes on after midnight for the, like you said, what, three weeks? That's, that's what they're saying. It could take up to three weeks before they know winners. Have you ever heard any, I mean, have you ever heard of any polling place or state-run like this election warn you like this before? Have you ever heard of that before? No. And to me, it seems so suspicious in itself in that uh, let's, let's just give them a, pre- yeah. a preamble to what's going to happen here. I, I'm going to give you a prediction. Yeah, here we go. Zeldin's going to win. Who is? Lee Zeldin's going to win. Lee Zeldin. We're going to have 235 Republicans in for the majority, and it's going to be 53-47 in the Senate. All right, so let's go over the Senate races. That means that you're saying that Herschel Walker wins it in, in, uh, in Georgia. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it's going to be in a runoff because I don't. He, nobody's going to get fifty percent of the vote, so they're going to have to have a runoff. Just and, like they did um, last time uh, when Warnock yeah. won the last time against the blonde that was playing yep. the numbers. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, so like, he's uh, going to. It's going to be a runoff in December, and I think they're going to. Um, I think he's going to win then. Hmm. Um, I think. Uh, I think it's Blake Masters in Arizona that's right. going to win. Arizona. Sorry. Um, the one in New Hampshire is going yeah. to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the one in Nevada will pull it off. What about Ohio? Um, yeah, that's going to be the Republican. Was it? Um, uh, what's his name? I keep on yeah, wanting to call you. The line is the McGovern. I forget his name, but he, he's he's the guy that's taking a pay cut. The other guy is Ryan, and I like yeah. him, uh, but you know because he is your typical you know Midwest uh, uh, Democrat. But he's got, you know, mixed up with, with, with the Democratic Party the way it is uh, out in the co- uh, here in the East Coast. Right. And, and, and he, you well, know, watch out for Washington, too. Washington State. That, well, and Oregon. This is like you game day. flip there. So, all right, real quick. Uh, Zeldin wins, but it's going to take a long time, in your opinion? It, it's I, I think it's going to get dragged out because it, it's going to be very close. Yeah. I, who's voting I, for Kathy Hochul? It not that long. I mean... Who Granted, is that? they're gonna they're gonna go and challenge these mail-in ballots, right. but that's the only thing they should do. That's what happened. I think it was Claudia Tenney. I think she right. they had to they were challenging these um, right. uh, absentees. Right. But and I think that's the only way. I mean, you can almost tell at the end of the night 
But you, yeah. you, when they mail in all these ballots, and you get six hundred thousand mail-in ballots. No, I know. That, but you know what? You know, I mean, look how they count money in a bank when they go. <laughs> can't they do that? Hey, I gotta go. There's but no th- reason why they can't. I know. I mean, there's Ooh. no reason why they can't. Hey, I gotta go, but thank you, my friend. Have a good weekend. Take care. I'll talk to you. I just will take one more call, and then we're out of here. All right, real quick. Hey, Glenn. I mean, I know you can Jeff beat around the bush, but you know what that was with Pelosi's husband, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I don't lie, and I could care less, just like gun nut. But here's the thing. I'll I'll take a page out of Seinfeld. Not that there's anything wrong. Not that that, there's anything wrong. But when they use it and they start calling uh, the – by the way, his website was registered the same day as the assault. I mean, this is a total cover-up, and they turn the finger on uh, on the Republican people. That's what pisses me off more than anything. I got to go, though, but thanks for bringing that up. AM 1240 WTN Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News, of course. We'll see you on Monday. Have a good weekend. News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. Going down to the wire ahead of the midterms, Republican J.D. Vance is challenging Democrat Tim Ryan in the Ohio Senate race, where he talks about the